0: The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear, whom shall I fear? shall I fear? Whom shall I fear?
1: Today we're looking at Psalm one nineteen, verse seventeen through twenty four. So take a moment and read that section. This is under the Hebrew letter Gimel, and is the third section in Psalm one nineteen. And as you read, I want you to mark, make a note of what situation does the psalmist find himself in? What situation is this song about? Now, often in the psalms, the first line of the psalms is going to set the stage for us. So verse 17, deal bountifully with your servant that I may live and keep your word. This is his prayer. This is his cry. Now, that phrase, deal bountifully, Bountifully may not necessarily be a phrase that we're too familiar with, or we it's not a phrase we use often in casual conversation. So, for example, I doubt the last time you went to a car dealership and were searching for a car, you looked at the salesman and said, Oh, please deal bountifully with me. Give me a bountiful deal today. So, what does that mean? It means it's a cr- cry that the Lord would deal fully with him, that the Lord would provide everything he needs, and then notice, so that he may live and keep your word, so that the Lord would provide all he needs here for the life of devotion. So this psalm promises tremendous amounts of blessing, but we have to always keep it in the context that the purpose of the blessing is for obedience and faithfulness. And so you can keep the word. So the Lord is more concerned with your obedience than he is your comfort. Now, what did you notice about the situation that we're in in this section? Genesis verse 19, I am a stranger in the earth. That's the phrase from Leviticus 25 that we're sojourners and strangers or resident aliens. So here the situation, he finds himself the it in is that he's he's dependent. He's not at home. I thought this would be my home, but I'm a stranger here, even though I've lived here my whole life. I grew up here. I'm still a stranger. There's something about my situation where I'm not quite at home. And then look at verse 20. My soul is crushed with longing. But what's it longing for? It's his ordinances. He wants to obey. He wants to live the life of faith. He wants to do as the Lord says, but something has happened where his soul is crushed and he's downcast and discouraged. So maybe this is a Roman 7 type image that the good he wants to do, he he tries, but he just can't do it. Or an image like the disciples sleeping on Jesus in the garden where the flesh is willing or the spirit is willing, but the flesh is so weak. And so he's discouraged over his spiritual state. Then look at verse 22. He asked, take away reproach and contempt because of obedience. For I have observed your testimonies, and yet I'm being reproached. There's contempt. I'm being mocked and ridiculed. I'm being persecuted for righteousness' sake. So he finds himself in a situation where he's trying to obey, and internally he's discouraged because he can't seem to do it as well as he wants, but then externally he's being mocked and scorned. People are scorning and shaming him because of his obedience to the word. And then the culmination in verse 23, notice how he's being slandered by people in high places, even though princes sit and talk against me. Or they plot against me. So remember, in this type of world, you were utterly dependent on the good opinion of the king, the princes. The princes would be the king's sons who would be in charge of local administration and different sections of the land. And the princes are plotting against him. So somehow, some way, he's made powerful enemies. And the situation you see here at the very one of the at the very beginning of the psalm, is the, the psalmist said, wait a second, why are these things happening to me? I've dedicated my life to your word. I love it. I meditate on it. But it doesn't feel like my life is being blessed. And so at the very beginning, he has to deal with difficulty, with false expectations. You remember in the psalms, there's a song for every season. And here we find instruction on where to go and what to do when we're battling cynicism, when we're discouraged, when things aren't turning out the way we thought. Notice the four different things. It's his home. I thought it would be different, but it's not. It's his own soul. I thought I would be different. I thought I would be better, but I'm not. It's his public perception He's being ridiculed for things he shouldn't, slandered for things he shouldn't, and then his public prospects. If the princes are plotting against him, he has no hope, no future. He'll never be able to get on in life in advance. So what does he do? So tomorrow we'll turn and look for where the hope is, cause but there's a clue in verse 18. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things in your law. Open my eyes. There's things that I know that I can't see, and let me behold wondrous things in your word. See, I think I can perceive how things are in my home and my soul with, with the public perception and my public prospects, but maybe there's things I'm not seeing well. Oh, Lord, open my eyes that I may behold wonderful things in your law. Give me eyes of faith that can truly see. But for this morning, ask yourself, have you felt discouraged in one of those four categories? Are you more prone to discouragement in one than the others? And where do you run? Who do you look to when you feel that way?
0: Praise God from whom all bless. him above the heavenly host praise Father